It's the Urban Parlay with your host, Sandra DuBose. Vibe with the tribe that'll take your stress away. Right here on the Urban Parlay. Bonjour and welcome to the Urban Parlay podcast with your host, Sandra DuBose. We are back, back, back. This is part two. I really hope that you had the opportunity to listen to part one because we are giving you the top 10 tips for single moms who want to be successful, not just in life, but in your parenting. And so I have my trusty co-host again with me for this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to the Urban Parlay podcast, mom extraordinaire, India Williams. Welcome, darling. Hello, hello. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Listen, I'm so glad <laughs> that you are back. The first one went so well. You oh, it us, did, Mom. <laughs> yes. You gave us such wonderful, wonderful tips. I think I am one of probably the best mothers in the world now that you have given us so many <laughs> wonderful tips on how to do it right. <laughs> oh, you've already been rocking it out. Stop playing. Stop playing. <laughs> Girl, with, with God's help. You know what I'm saying? Yes, with God's absolutely. Help. But we've got mm-hmm. five more. So we had a strong start to this. Let me just go over very quickly. Matter of fact, no, no, no. You are my guest, please. Would yes. you just do a quick review of our top five if they missed it? Now, we don't want you to yes. not listen to the episode, but we're mm-hmm. just going to tell you quickly what they were. But you definitely want to dive back so that you can hear us talk extensively about them. But if you could just tell us what was those first five tips before we move forward. Yes. All right. So I'm just going to recap the first five. Cool. And like Sandra said, absolutely go back and take a listen because it gets deeper, the explanations um, and examples for each one. So the first was put on your own oxygen mask first Yes, because you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. You have to protect your peace and set healthy boundaries. The second one was learn to say no and mean it, not just to others, but to your children. The third one is manage your finances, use a budget, set yearly goals, make action plans, write the vision, make it plain, and then execute on it. Amen. The fourth one is utilize your support system. If you don't have one, you're going to have to grow one. Create your village and remember your village does not have to look like you. The fifth tip is don't show your teeth to every guy or gal, if that's your pleasure, (laughs) you meet, be discreet, and just be careful. So we are now ready for six through 10. Okay. I hope you guys are ready. Get your pens and get your pads. We are going in again. This is number six. India, go ahead and set them off with tip number six of the top 10 tips for single moms. We were ending uh, last session with talking about, you know, don't show your teeth to every guy you meet. And we just talked about having female desires and, you know, it's natural for us to, you know, desire and be desired. And we talked about how sometimes it's just hard. Like you just really want affection and you really want attention. And so how do you manage that? 
right. as a single parent, really wanting to be a good role model for your your young ladies, your young your young men that you're raising, and not just be out here entertaining any and everything giving you attention. Right. And so I mentioned that at the end of that, um, exercising your faith and just really tapping into um, your higher power to for that strength to be able to endure the season that you may not be getting that type of attention or seeking that type of attention. Um, And it it really, for me, made all the difference getting through um, my breakup, you know, getting through divorce and just trying to find, because I was used to being with my husband, you know what I mean? As chaotic and troubling as it was, I still had a husband. Right. And, um, you know, there was intimacy that no longer existed after we separated. Right. And so you know, there was a period of longing. And, you know, I, I don't believe that I would have been able to sustain that period had I not tapped into my faith. You make a great point about exercising your faith. I know that one of the things that, you know, especially as both of you and I both grew up in church, but, you know, in my adult life, I've transitioned where I no longer attend church. And so I have to be very intentional with finding other ways to um, practice, you know, find my own spiritual practices, whether that looks like meditation, um, you know, just prayer, whether that yoga, I mean, you know, everybody find your thing. The point is that you have to figure out, you know, in terms of being a, a balanced adult, part of that pie, when we kind of look at the different aspects of who we are as a human being, that spiritual aspect of you is going to be essential, specifically when you're dealing with challenges of doing an impossible task, like raising a child on your own. One of the things you are absolutely going to need is discernment. You need the Holy Spirit to be able to tell you things that you don't know, because especially even if you have more than one child, it's hard to know what's going on really in their lives. However, that's the beauty of being spiritually in tune because God will make sure that you know they will drop things in your spirit. You can feel things, you know, you're going to need that mm-hmm. to be able to tap into your children. And they might be like, how in the world did she know that? I don't know how <laughs> I knew, but I, it came to me somehow what was going on that my child was struggling in this area or that area of he will lead you. God will lead you. He will guide you mm-hmm. in how you're able to you know, be there for your kids in the best possible way, how you can perceive what their needs are, how you can, you know, have some foresight and warn them about certain things and certain people. You know, when them children come over to their house, they're little friends and you can kind of read their energy and say, "Mm -mm, I don't know about this one right here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, You really need to be able to be a a woman or of faith so that you know, your kids will know that you are operating on a whole nother level because you're going to need that. Whether it is for your own ability to abstain when you need to, to make the sacrifices Mm -hmm. that you need to, and you need help in order to kind of 
bring your own flesh under subjection, to get your own emotions under control so that you can make healthy choices that are not only going to impact you, but your children. But you also need to be in alignment so that you can hear the voice of God because he will teach you how to love your kids and how to have patience with your kids and what it is that your kids need from you. So you don't want to do yourself this disservice by not developing that part of your personality, which is your spiritual uh, muscle. So exercising your faith is crucial to being uh, successful as a single mom. And it's how you maintain your peace and Lord knows your sanity. My God, you don't need that. (laughs) Oh yes, you are absolutely needed. You made a good point, Sandra. You know, um, there are those who will be wishing to abstain. Yes. And that's kind of what you know, I was getting at with exercising your faith to help you through that season. And I know that that is what I tap into. Um, There are those who may not choose to abstain and that's everybody's personal preference. Sure. Um, But, but the, you know, the, the idea here is that you want your children to understand that you know that you're not all powerful and that you don't, <laughs> you are not the source of your own strength. Right. There is a higher power than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that is also personal belief, but I can only share with you what my experience has been. Sure. And my experience has been um, definitely, you know, God has been with me this entire journey. And I know that I would not be where I am today without him Amen. and without me putting my faith in God into action. So I love that faith in action. Awesome. Wonderful. All right, cool. Let's move on to tip number seven. Take it away. Yeah. So tip seven, this is a tough one. It has, I will say it was a tough one for me. Um, Getting organized and establishing a routine and probably the get organized part was the was the most challenging hmm. um going from i went from being a single person to having two children right. so it was instantly a three person household <laughs> <laughs> and if if you count my ex husband who was at the time my boyfriend mm-hmm. coming over you know <laughs> it was four person right so you know just from from the a very early age with them uh it was important for me to establish routines yeah because otherwise it was going to be chaos mm-hmm. um there's two bottles there's two pacifiers there's two of everything there's two, <laughs> it's just everything is double instantly <laughs> I could what am imagine. i going to do right <laughs> who did i just feed yes who, who, which <laughs> little baby did I feed you did you eat little baby (laughs) which one of y'all is hungry raise your hand raise your hand (laughs) you look the most hungry I think I feed this one (laughs) so organization not that I was not that I was just this completely disorganized person prior to children not not at all but it it was a different type of organization that that needed to happen (laughs) so it just you know part of it I just feel like it instinctly kicked in and then part of it was you know an effort on my end to, to to be very intentional about it and not meticulous not too overly ambitious because, you know, we don't want to set ourselves up for, you know, some type of, um, unrealistic, you know, failure expectation. That we, unrealistic expectation, which leads to, to 
unnecessary failure because we failed ourselves uh, setting up a standard for ourselves. No yeah. one else did that to us but us. Right. So, um, yeah, but that translated into, for me, a, a household that I felt that I could manage. Nice. Um, because once my children uh, grew up into the routine that I had established, Mm-hmm. they knew what to expect. Like when we go, when we come home, this is what's going to happen. It's simple things like right. the, when we get home routine, what happens first, what happens second mm. so that they can predict when they can predict what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's less anxiety. Right. Um, so that means less behaviors <laughs> and less chastising and less hollering and screaming you know so as when they were when they were little little people mm-hmm. you know if people were asking me like how do you do it you got two little babies well they really helped me out a lot because they got <laughs> in they got in on that routine and they they just went with the flow nice. and we got home and we would do this and they they knew exactly where to put their little shoes and you know all that <laughs> all that stuff and um you know even even you know in, in my childhood which, you know, I had a mother who, who wasn't, um, naturally a nurturer. Okay. Uh, she, she just was not, but even in the absence of her being able to, to kind of be there for us, there was still a routine she established. Okay. So we could expect that when we got home, she was going to have a snack laid out for us on the table. Mm. And then there was going to be time for homework. Okay. And then after that, daddy was going to be there and he was going to cook dinner. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there was, you know, TV time. And right. then after that, it's time to brush your teeth, take a shower, get ready to go to bed. You know what right, I mean? And it right. wasn't like, it wasn't like 15 friends are coming to the house and then, you know, they're about to do. No, it wasn't. It was like, nope, during the week, there's a routine. This is sure. what we do during the week. Right. Now on the weekend, there's that that was kind of you know oh what's going to happen today might be some little surprises might be you know <laughs> company might be coming over right. you know that sort of thing so right. it wasn't like this boring you know monotonous life yeah. it was like but no monday through friday this is our routine right and this is you know this is this is what we do right 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 so um yeah and i think that kind of carried over for me just having having had that yeah yeah and i think that one of the things that Um, helps for children is it builds their own confidence, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, letting them get involved in the routine, like you said, you know, their little shoes. Well, even with um, chores around the house, right? They started very early, you know, helping out with laundry, even if they weren't tall enough to, to, (laughs) to actually (laughs) do the laundry themselves, you can sort. Yep. And because you learn how to sort. You know, colors, you know, your colors, don't you? <laughs> you did, exactly. <laughs> put, the, put the whites where the whites go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And a lot of times we, we, uh, there's no honor to me in mm. doing everything no, ourselves. Sir. There's no, no honor in that. You Mm-mm. just go wear yourself out. That's right. So it's, as long as they've been able to pick up things, I have <laughs> engaged them and had them be a part of our, our daily routine. So yeah. You know, now they're at the point where they're sufficient and they know how to make meals. They know how to, you know, do their laundry. Mm-hmm. And yes, I, you know, peep in and assist here and there where I'm needed, but they're going to have to get out here in this world and, and do it one day. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's nothing saying they can't do it now to help out around the house. So 
yeah, we've been doing that for a while. Yeah. And I just think that just speaks to leadership, you know, and as a mom, you have to be a leader, right? And so what do leaders Mm -hmm. do? Good leaders build other leaders. They empower other people to be able to do, you know, they don't micromanage. It's like, you need to teach them how can you learn how to do this skill so you can build your confidence and become excellent at it. And I think as moms, Mm -hmm. that's the greatest thing that we could do is to teach our children how to be great, give them room to be great. A lot of times, you know, we kids might be like, oh, I don't want to do it because you don't like the way I do it. And sometimes we do have Mm -hmm. to back off because we want it done just so. Oh, you (laughs) why you ain't cut it, cut the onions this way. You cut them too big. Why you, it's like, look, let You got to fold the towel three times, child. Fold it three three, times. Three times and do the corners like this here. It's like, listen, mama, do you want the dad going, (laughs) you want me to do the laundry or not? You know, so part of it is like, don't be to your own demise where you're being so anal about everything because they don't have to do Mm -hmm. it exactly like you. They have to do their best. You teach them, you know, but when there's room for just like, you know, just kind of soften it up a little bit so that you don't always have to come behind them and say, now I got to refold it because you didn't (laughs) fold it three times. You only folded it two times. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Yes, yes, (laughs) absolutely. So number eight, let's, well, I want yes. to start off talking about number eight, because ironically, this is how you and I actually met some years ago and how we became friends. So part of that mm-hmm. number eight is actually to spend time with other positive adults. And we always hear the saying, iron sharpens iron. And by all means, it absolutely does sharpen iron. Um, And one of the things that we were doing, we were both a part of, I think it was Black Nativity, uh, which is a, it was a, uh, it's a theater company called the Justice Theater Project. Both of us are actors, also vocalists, and it is our passion. It is something that, you know, as women, we just have enjoyed doing as performing artists. And so um, I met, India and her children because she was performing in Black Nativity and she had her children with her. So it was just, you know, a wonderful activity as a family, which I, that's the first time I got to see her in the fullness of of her motherhood, because not only was she doing what she loved, but she was bringing her children into the fold. It was a wonderful way for them to stay connected as a family, to introduce them to her passion and to incite that passion in them as well. So it was really, really, powerful just to see this beautiful family enjoying the holiday season, singing these wonderful holiday songs and giving joy out in the community. It was wonderful. And so the point is that you have to, as a mom, you know, before you became a mom, I'm pretty sure you had dreams and passions and goals. And I know it's difficult, you know, when you become a mom, you have to put some things on the back burner and some seasons, you have to make some sacrifices where you can't really, you know, take that pole dance in class right now. You got to focus on the children. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to take that up later. You know what I mean? Yes, sis. But yes. At, some, at some point in your life, you got to get back and dust off that list of dreams and take that pole dance in class. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> Whatever it is, that's your dream. Take and the class. Take yes. that class. Take that class. <laughs> Right. And so but it's really about finding that balance, because as we all know, your children, oh, they will get older. And if you did it right, they will leave the nest. Now, some of them are failure to launch. You might be stuck with some. (laughs) But 
But if you <laughs> do it good. right, you might need an extra push. <laughs> they might need an extra push for real. Um, but <laughs> you want to be able to be a well-rounded individual and do don't abandon yourself is my point. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't abandon your friendships. It's so very important that you develop those beautiful friendships, that that sisterhood, and and you don't abandon your dreams and the vision of yourself of who you always wanted to be. It's still possible. Now the progress might go a little slower, but it doesn't mean that the story is over just because you somebody's mama. So that was, that's my two cents. What you got to say about that, India? Well, I mean, of course I echo everything you said and, you know, (laughs) the whole reason for me, you know, pursuing my dreams while my children were still here with me Mm -hmm. uh, was so that they could see what that looks like. That part. What does that look like to pursue your Do you really have to wait until you're some ripe old age of whatever (laughs) to start when your children are gone off to college? Do you really need to wait that long? Do you really have to do that? No, you don't have to do that. Not I. Now, says like, the cat. like not I. So, you know, <laughs> uh, um it, of course, like I said, modifications. We talked about modifying hot girl summer. We're not canceling, just modifying. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about modifying, you know, your 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 passion for your pole dance class might not be a blue right now, but you, 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 <laughs> you put it on the calendar for two years from now. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, but some things don't have to wait. Some things don't have to wait. It's right. just about being creative about how you incorporate um, your going after that dream or that passion. Sure. Um, for for example, if it's school, maybe mm. you'll do an evening course, maybe you'll do an online course. Right. You, know, you might not be able to be on campus like like you, you know, traditionally may have Would wanted want to, to do. Sure. Right. But it's still it it's still a, a possibility. It's feeding yourself. It's feeding you. All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's move on to tip number nine. And this one is It's a little sensitive, but we have to talk about it because it is so very important. You know, one of the challenges of being a single mom, regardless of how you got there, um, you know, it's the relationship with the father, right? Mm -hmm. It may or may not be a healthy relationship. And in best case scenarios, you guys are wonderful co-parents, but oftentimes that's not what we're dealing with. So Mm-mm. tell us what the tip is for number nine. If dad wants to be involved, let him be involved. Yeah. Don't talk negatively about dad. Say that again. Say that part again. Don't talk negatively about your children's father in their presence. What if they're a terrible, terrible person? Come okay. On. <laughs> so here's the thing. Let's just be real because keep it real. not all of us have, you know, the fathers of our children are not all great. No. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no sense in trying to sugarcoat it. Some of them have some stuff going on <laughs> sure, sure. as well as some, some moms, some of us got some stuff we got to deal with too, but yeah. we're, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about letting dads be involved now. Yes. If there's a dangerous situation, you know, emotionally, physically, whatever, yeah. absolutely not a good situation to put your children in. Right. Um, typically, courts would be involved in that anyway, right? right <laughs> if there's right. if there's something dangerous where you know your children should not be around um, their father. Mm-hmm. However, if the father wants to be involved, let them because there's so many who are not involved. Yeah. Right. So the for the ones who for the ones who want to be, come on now. 
Let them, let them. Even if you're mad because he broke up with you. Even if you're mad because he's got a girlfriend. Right. And you don't like her <laughs> and you don't want her around your kids. You put all that work into him and now he's getting it together. He's going over here with it. Yeah, okay. Right. So what? We, we moved on, sis. We moved yeah. on. Right. We focused on the children. We focused on co-parenting with the children. That's it. And so, you know, we talked about the whole child support piece. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my personal situation is that for a large part <laughs> of of our parenting journey, my ex-husband was not contributing yeah. financially. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's doing so now in, in, in not such a consistent way. <laughs> so <laughs> it's nothing that we can count on. Okay. And that might be the same for, you know, other mothers out there. You might have some dads who are on it. You know, they, if you don't even have to make them do it. They're not forced to do it. Mm-hmm. They do it because they know it's something that they should be doing and they just do it which is my ex-husband. I'll give props where props is due. Give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. That's right. And, and the children should know that they should know that, you know, not, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, it depends on what the age is, how comfortable you feel discussing that type of topic with them. But, you know, children should know the good things that their fathers are doing Mm. for them in, 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 in their absence of the household. Um, so I, you know, that's, that's really not where I was going with this, where I was going with this was, if, even if you're not receiving child support, I know it sounds, oh, I know you're just like, don't say it. Don't say it. I'm going to say it anyway. Even if you're not receiving child support and the father wants a relationship, let him. Right. This is two separate situations. It is. It's two separate situations. The financial piece and the relationship, emotional piece is two different situations. And I know when you're in the heat of that thought and you're just like, Absolutely when you're going not. to pay your bills and right. you're like, I'm doing all of this by myself. Right. You don't deserve to see him. He yeah. don't deserve to see him. Sure. You got to separate it. It's yeah. separate. Yes. Because here's what's going to happen. I'm, this is what I believe. Okay. And you know, everybody's got different situations, but this is what I believe. If that father mm-hmm. is spending time, with his flesh and blood, right? eventually, maybe not instantly, eventually, because of that bond and that connection, they will understand the importance of providing for that little human being walking around this earth that they've helped to create. Right. Spending that time with them over and over and over and over again, you, you have to be completely heartless to not want to contribute to that life that you put in this earth that you're constantly spending time with. Right. If you have the means to do it. Right. So there's a lot of factors that kind of, you know, add up, right. You know, and it's not all black and white. There's a lot of gray area there. And, and, and if, and if, and if you have the ability to give the benefit of the doubt in situations like that, if you have it, give it. If you have it, give it. Yeah, absolutely. So here's what I wanted to say about that. And I'm glad that you pointed out, you know, there's so many different variables to everybody's Mm -hmm. situation. I mean, I have a lot of amazing male friends, so we get to have these candid conversations and I get to hear the male perspective 
on all yeah. of this, you know, whether they're a single dad or, you know, they're the ones that got to pay child support, how they deal with their baby mama drama, all this kind of stuff, moving on into new relationships and managing that. One of the things that I hear from um, my male friends is like, sometimes the child support is not so much about the child, but especially if it wasn't like, you know, you and I we were both married, but say, for example, you know, the, she's just a baby mama, you know, they did not have, you know, this loving relationship. She just ended up getting pregnant. You know, men may not feel like they want to give that woman that money. Like I'd rather take mm -hmm. my child out and buy them some sneakers and let them go home with it. Or, you know, I'll give my money directly to the daycare center, but I'm not putting no money in her pocket. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not, you, yeah. know, you know, not every woman is responsible. You know, it's like, oh, I, right. I give her money, but yet she's still calling me talking about my lights about to get cut off. Well, what'd you do with the money that I gave you? You know, you're yeah. not, you're not fiscally responsible. You're using that because you was at the club turning up. Now what? Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. it, yeah. it goes along with the whole child support and why men feel like they may or may not want to comply. But my thing is this, you know, at the end of the day, just like it's the same thing. Like if a man just wants to pay child support and he don't want to spend time with the child, that's not being a good father because it's not about your money. It's about the relationship. And mm -hmm. if that be the truth, if it's about the relationship and it's not about the money, then they deserve to be able to have a relationship with their child if they so choose as long as it's a a healthy relationship because yeah at the end of the day just because someone might be a, a terrible husband or a terrible boyfriend or things just didn't work out or maybe it ended in a very negative or toxic way that does not mean that they don't have the capacity to be a good dad just because they, they did not love you or they don't love you anymore does not mean that they do not love their child and desire to be a good father to them. And so part of the single mom challenge is that you have to wrestle in your own emotions around that person. It is not about you. I'm going to say that one more time. It's not <laughs> about you. It's about your child. And that's a part of being a, a, a mature single mom is that when you can manage your own emotions and really focus in in a most loving way on what is going to be ultimately the best thing for that child. And here's the reality as well. When we talked about uh, not talking negatively about the father, you know, really, you don't want to make the, your, your child choose between mom and dad. When it comes to stuff like this, you got to take the high road. Now, maybe he ain't worth two cents, but guess what? You ain't got to tell that baby that. Because you know what? They're going to find out eventually. But you know what, Sandra? Mm -hmm. What I, I want to throw in here. Yeah. Because these are real emotions that, that single moms experience. Difficult if, emotions. If, 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 if there is a strained relationship between yeah. a single mom and her children's father. Yeah. By no means do I think you should throw those feelings away. Those are valid feelings that you oh, feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why it's important to have those other positive adults in your that's life because right. you can go to your sister circle. Yes. You can go to your sister circle and vent all you want to. You can tell it all and, and get it all out. Right. But your kids can't be your sister circle. No. Your kids can't be your venting place nope. where you get out all of your frustrations about all the stuff he did and what he didn't do and this, that, and the third. Have your circle for that. That's right. Have folks that are going to validate your feelings. Sure. To listen to you, yes. to allow you to, to kind of talk it, talk it out and be around wise people who are going to counsel you and give you good advice. Yes. Not 
who are going to send you in a wrong direction and have you, you know, in a worse situation. So that's kind of, you know, it goes back into that village. Part of your village has to be mentors or people who are wiser than you or been on this earth longer than you have had more experiences than you that can advise you on, you know, decisions, how Mm -hmm. to maneuver. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And like I said, these emotions are heavy yes. and, and no, no one wants you to tuck them away. No. And, 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 you know, so between therapy, mm-hmm. your mentors, your sister circle, right. you know, those are the ways that you can correctly channel that energy into that instead of putting that burden on our children to, you yeah. know, talk about all the horrible things that their father put us through. And so. you know what? It's so complicated. These are, you know, when I got yeah. it, when, when the marriage dissolved and, you know, moving into single motherhood, you know, it was a very complicating emotional space to be in because here we are, we're recreating what our relationship is, you know, it used to be this and now it's like, okay, who are we now? How do we relate to each other in this new space of quote unquote friendship and all of that? And there's so many, you know, emotions and triggers and things that come up and how do I best protect my children from projecting my negative emotions on someone that they absolutely love. How do Mm -hmm. I do that? You know, because I don't want them to feel just like they don't want nobody talking bad about their mama. They don't want nobody talking bad about their daddy either. So he's 50% of who they are. Exactly. So that, you know, I don't (laughs) want to put them in the middle of my stuff just because I have a beef with him. You know, you have to be very conscious of that child feels that energy. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially, you know, you hear a lot of times moms are like, you just like, yo, daddy. Ah. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's you, over. You, <laughs> that's over. We can't yeah, do that anymore. <laughs> right. And and you know what? They might be just like their daddy. They mm-hmm. might look just like they did. I mean, I, I tease with my younger daughter all the time. She'll make a face and she looks exactly like her father. Mm-hmm, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, we, she knows that I'm joking, but she'll make a face and I'll be like, oh my God, fix your face. Don't you make that face? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. There you go with that face again. You know what I mean? It's like him him revisited, but it's not, you know, she knows I love her face. I love, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's not like Mm -hmm. I'm resenting her because she reminds me of him. And those are all very real emotions that come up in these kind of scenarios. And you mama have to find a way to manage your emotions so that you won't be toxic to your own children and you will not be the catalyst for for uh, for your children not being able to cultivate a healthy relationship with their father. Don't let it be said that you was the problem. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I will say, Sandra, because some of these things that we're saying sounds a lot easier said than done. Oh, none of it's and easy. Oh, my God. No. None of it's easy. No, but this one is a hard one. N- number yeah. nine is a hard one. Yeah. And to, to that, I say to those who say I, I can never I can never get to that point. Like I, I, it's, <laughs> I it's can't too stand toxic. that man. Yeah, too toxic. Every right. time I think of his name. Right. I just, you know, right. to that, I say that's when we tap into tools like therapy, mm-hmm. tools like co-parenting classes, support. There's groups. so many so, support groups. There's yeah. so many resources out here for a reason, um, because it's hard for a reason, because <laughs> folks have already traveled this road, right? People, they know we need this help. Is, it, this, this, this didn't just get invented today. Like this, you know, sure. so it's not um, just you. There's other people that are struggling. Like, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. You are not alone. No, um, there are resources out there. Indeed. It's just a matter of being aware that 
being aware of when you need help with that, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, if it's defeating you, if it's just like, I can't get to that point, <laughs> you know, you, the resources are out there and, yeah. you know, take several advantage. agencies to, to be able to take advantage of what, what they have to offer. That's yeah. right. Because at the end of the day, all you have to keep re- reminding yourself is that it's not about me. This is about my children and you don't want to be a hindrance from them being able to cultivate a good relationship with their father. Now it might be, it may not be the best, but you know what? It's theirs to have. So don't take that away from them. All right, let's move on to tip number 10. Take it away. Yeah. So the final tip is engage with your children individually Mm -hmm. and find a healthy balance between mom and friend. So talk about that. there's, There's two parts. So this, this is geared towards moms who have more than one child. Although, right. you know, even, even your one child, sometimes uh, it's easy to send that one child off to their room and they're, they're kind of just <laughs> playing their games and then their own, own world and you're doing your thing and they're doing their thing. Right. Take time to engage with your, your child, find out what their dreams are. What are their, you know, what's their favorite color, you know? And even I, I thought about growing up mm-hmm. um, how, you know, I, I've talked about my mom wasn't the, the nurturing mom, you know, right. that, 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 that I feel like that, that I am yeah. uh, and that, or that I needed. Um, sure. And I didn't know things about her. Like I didn't know her favorite color. Right. I didn't know, um, you know, <laughs> what her experiences were in school. Like who were, who was her best friend growing yes. up? You know, yes. those little things <laughs> that it's like, it, it helps it helps your children to see the humanness in you. Like, you know, yes. when I was, you know, the scar right here, the story of where this scar on my knee came from, <laughs> I fell when I was, or like this scar above my eye, I right. ran into a wall when I was in first grade, like telling that story, they, yeah. they, they chuckle. Oh, they clown me so bad about that. But <laughs> engaging, engaging with them individually sure. um, also helps you to see, your children for their uniqueness. Yeah. Right. right. Um, and I, I, I'm a firm believer in you have to love your children differently, equally, but differently I because like that. each of your children needs you for a different thing in a different season and, mm-hmm. and, and they need love in a different way. Right. And so if we're all just kind of, if, if we just get dosing out love across the board. <laughs> this is what you're going to get. This is what you're going to get. Hand your plate over him. <laughs> Everybody get one piece. <laughs> one piece of love. That's all you're going to get. <laughs> That's all you get. Everybody get one piece of love. Right. In this season, this, this, this child may need more of you Yeah. than another, another of your children. That's so right. I, I, it's just, huh. and again, that's not even for single moms. That's parenting. That's parenting. Indeed. But with single moms, we have to hyper-focus on it because some of us don't have the other parent to bounce back off of. We talked about, you know, having the balance of the mom and the dad in the household. And it's like, oh, when, oh, I I need to get this love from mom and I need to go over here and get this love from dad. And if dad's not in the picture, right. It's it's coming from mom, so mom might have to give double dose over here for this double baby. Double dose of love during, <laughs> during this season, right? While this, this baby that needs you know you in that way, you know, yeah. because they've and and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We we don't have to 
dole it out equally. Everybody didn't have to get the same portion in their plate. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what, too? I think part of it, like with any relationship, it is figuring out what is your partner, whether it is a romantic Mm -hmm. partner or whoever your friend is or what have you, what's your love language, right? How it's like loving me the way that I need to be loved. So some kids are cuddle bugs and they want to come sit in your lap and they're, they're bigger than you. Like my daughter is, but yet sometimes (laughs) she's like, wants to pretend she's one years old and she's, I let her sit in my lap and and I rock her like a baby, like, okie dokie, you know, she might need that in that moment. I need to cuddle, hold me and rock me like a baby. And and I'm happy to oblige, you know, my the yeah. other one, if I try to hug her, she's like, girl, get off me. I'm grown. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, you're grown. <laughs> I don't need bad. you in that way. <laughs> exactly. Now, here's what I do need. You know what I mean? It's uh-huh, like right. Learning your children, learning their love language, and yeah. then being able to meet them where they're at. What do you need mm-hmm. from me? And I think the dynamic, just like any group setting, the dynamics change when you take one person out of the circle, it'll shift Mm -hmm. a little bit. You know, Mm -hmm. people are different in a group as opposed to when they're one-on-one. So what your child might share with you or ask of you on a a one-to-one basis is different than what may happen in in a group dynamic when they might feel like they shrink a little bit or this person always sucks up all of the energy. So they just kind of fall back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really smart to have those individual one-on-ones because they need an opportunity to get to new to know you as well yeah one-on-one so that was absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah and the other part of that is you know finding that healthy balance between mom and friend like I said I I don't expect um for anyone to feel like you should be your kids friends as in you know their peer level um but absolutely they should know things about you yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, that helps you, that helps them to see that you're not flawless and it's okay mm-hmm. that you're not flawless because you're human. That's right. And so it- that when you do make mistakes, mm-hmm. they're able to forgive you easier because they have not put you up on the pedestal. Mm-hmm. They realize that you are human and that yep. you are flawed mm-hmm. and, you know, it's okay to apologize. It's okay for them to see you make mistakes. That's right. See you own up to it. And see you struggling um, and, in the areas in your life where you yeah, may struggle. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever it mm-hmm. is, whether it's losing weight, whatever, it'd be like, mama, put them cookies down. Like, mm-hmm. Mind your business and hand me the cookies. <laughs> or supporting you. Mama bought you these this fruit today. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <gasps> you know, everybody's yeah. got their yeah. thing. But, you know, it's it's really about that bond and creating that intimacy with each one of your children because the more that they know that you are in their corner, um, the greater of a relationship that you're going to have, because they'll come to you, they'll share with you what's going on so that you can be there for them when they need you. Yeah. Yeah. And because you've created that bond, because you've been intentional about um, fostering, or I guess I should say not fostering, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Cultivating. Cultivating. That's the word. Yeah. Cultivating that relationship Right. Whenever there is strife or strain, because it's not always going to be peachy, right. you know, um, there's going to be some moments of, of strain in the yeah. relationship, of but course. because there's that relationship was, it was, was foundational, it was cultivated intentionally. 
they'll come back. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just think about when you have spats with your, your, your family or friends or whatever, mm-hmm. if there was a core solid foundation and that relationship had been cultivated down through the years, right. y'all can be mad as fire at each other, but you're going to come back. <laughs> you're going to come back right. after you cool your head. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's the same with our children, you know, and because um, there's something invested in that relationship um there's your time has been invested your your energy has been invested your you know there's there's something to come back to yeah even when even when the times get tough yeah that's right that's that's the test of any good relationship is that we can we can still go through it and you call yourself being mad if you want to um (laughs) but next week we'll be we'll be right back in the pocket and we could apologize we could you know maybe unpack it and explain maybe there was a misunderstanding or whatever the case may be and we can move on we can move mm-hmm. forward because that's that's the intimacy that's the beauty of a relationship so absolutely those are fantastic tips um and i know um that at least one person out there from all the people that's listening all over the world got something that they can take it and put it in your pocket and implement it into your parenting. There is a thought though, um, that I wanted to leave. This is, we can call this a bonus. It's not a, it's not a tip, but it is food for thought. And one of the things that as Indy and I have been talking extensively about this topic of being a single mom, one of the things that we experience that I know other mothers do as well is loneliness. And so loneliness, of course, is not just for single moms. You know, it it has no respect of person. <laughs> but, you know, no, for it it, doesn't. that's for everybody, you know. Sorry. But especially talking about loneliness and managing those emotions as a single mom. You know, we were just sharing about, you know, COVID and vaccines and children and going back to school. And even times like this where it's difficult if you don't have a healthy co-parenting relationship with their father, where you have to make a lot of these hard decisions by yourself. You know, when a child is sick in the middle of the night and you're worried about that child, there's behavior, there's different things that are going on. And you're really trying to be that support system for that child. And you get them off to bed and they finish coughing and you got them all tucked away and they finally fall asleep. But when you go back to your bed and you're by yourself and you're dealing with those feelings, that anxiousness of your fear and your worry about that child, there's no one there. It's you and the Lord to work out your emotions and the challenges that you're going through and trying to be the best mother to them or make the best decisions because we don't always know. So there's a lot of moments of loneliness And so what I want to say about that is that is why it's so important for you to have that faith, um, that anchor, your faith anchored in something that is bigger than you, someone that can hold you in the midnight hour more so than any man or woman ever could. It's important that you have that network of your sisters and your village that you can tap into when you just need to talk, that you need some advice from other people because you're not the only one who's dealing with that situation. And they might have some insight to how they were able to get through that will help you maneuver in that moment. You're going to need that. And so I want you to know that 
your loneliness, those feelings of loneliness is something that is not just you. I know in that moment, you may feel like it's you, but there's many of us that are dealing with it. And unfortunately, that's just the reality of the situation. There will be those moments, but just because you are alone, that doesn't mean that you have to be lonely. It's a perfect opportunity for you get to get to love yourself in a greater way, for you to practice those tips of self-care. How do you love on yourself when you're feeling lonely? Instead of making that phone call to somebody who does not deserve to hear from you. Instead of going in that black book and, and pulling out one of those old numbers because you just need to be titillated by somebody who does not even deserve your time. Believe me, you'll only regret it when it's over. How do you manage those feelings of loneliness? And those are the tools for the personal development that make you stronger and make you wiser. And I just want to encourage you today that you can overcome that, that you can become stronger and wiser and you can become better and not bitter, that you can learn how to love yourself in a brand new way. So those moments of loneliness will become less and less and less, that when it comes, you already know how to pivot. You already know what to do. When you start to feel down, you already know how to lift yourself back up into that healthy place. Date yourself, love on yourself, because there are some things in life that we cannot control when or if we have that spouse that'll be there in the midnight hour. But while you're there and in your in this season of your life, know that there are still things that you can do so that you can maintain your peace and your joy. You are not alone. We're in this thing together. So I want to thank you so much for trusting us with your time to listen to the Urban Parlay podcast, to hear our wisdom and to hear our hearts as mothers, as part of your village. And I pray that whatever your needs are, whatever that area is in your life that you're struggling, that the God that loves all of us just the same and whichever name you call him and whichever way you worship, that he will meet that need, that he will speak to your heart and that he will direct and guide your path. Blessings to you, blessings to your family. India, thank you so much, sister, for being here with me, for sharing and for um, being transparent and letting us into your lives um, and, and your journey thus far. So thank you so much again for being here with us today. Thank you. This has been a pleasure. And um, I just you know, want all single moms to know that you are not alone. And the way that you know you're not alone is we created this for you. That's so, right. <laughs> <laughs> we're all in this together. We are all in this together. That's right. That's exactly right. Thank you again for spending this time with us. I bid you adieu. And until next time, I wish you peace. And I wish you blessings. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Urban Parlay podcast. If you have enjoyed this content, please go ahead and subscribe and then invite all your friends. Tell them to come hang out and vibe with your new tribe. If you would like to support with a donation, you can do so via Cash App at dollar sign Urban Parlay podcast and via PayPal at paypal.me forward slash urban parlay. Thanks. It's the Urban Parlay. Vibe with the tribe right here 
on the urban palace.